You're listening to the Bearded Theologians podcast, hosted by Zach Bechtold and Matt Franks. If you'd like to learn more about the Bearded Theologians, you can go online at beardedtheologians.com, where we have past podcasts, blogs, and a couple items for sale. So check us out, beardedtheologians.com. Thank you for listening, and enjoy this week's show. You're listening to the Bearded Theologians podcast, hosted by Matt Franks and Zach Bechtold. And today we have a very wonderful and special uh, guest with us, somebody of whom I just adore and would have wanted to have on the podcast for a very, 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 very long time, uh, and finally found a good enough excuse to have uh, her. We have the Reverend Angie Cotsmoyer from Applewood Valley United Methodist Church. Um, Angie, thank you so much for being on. Thanks for having me, guys. Absolutely. Um, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, you know, who you are, where you're from, those kinds of things. Sure. Uh, so like Zach said, I'm Angie, and um, I actually grew up in Nebraska in a small town, came out to Denver uh, for seminary at Iliff School of Theology, Whoa. and became an elder in the Mountain Sky Conference in 2020 of all years. And I serve uh, at Applewood Valley United Methodist Church, which is in Golden. And I also am a co-founder of the Mountain Sky Queer Clergy Caucus. Absolutely. Um, and, and again, Angie is one of my dearest, dearest friends. I've loved getting to know you since I've moved into this conference also. Um, but as, as you know, we... Um, we have been doing a series on the Lord's Prayer and just getting people's, you know, hot takes uh, on the Lord's Prayer and how how it's influenced them and um, just been a part of your spiritual life or just wherever it is in in your life. And uh, so, Angie, that's that's the question we have for you today. What what's the Lord's Prayer to you? Yeah, thank you for asking that. Um, so I was really excited when you asked me to be on the podcast to talk about this because. I feel like I have um, a very familial, is that the right word? Family, familial connection with the Lord's Prayer. Um, And I don't think I've ever told anyone um, about this. So uh, I grew up in the United Methodist Church and grew up going to church um, with my family. And then when I got to be about in high school, um, I started going by myself with my grandparents. Um, But something that my grandparents did uh, during the Lord's Prayer is we all sat in the same pew, right? It was my grandparents and my immediate family. And something they always did is they always held hands. And so our whole row, um, it was just, it didn't, we were praying before, but then once the Lord's Prayer started, we all held hands. And it didn't matter if we were in church or anywhere where we were at, like it was just kind of that it was almost a muscle reflex because we did it so often that I felt that I have to hold someone's hand who's ever next to me when I say the Lord's prayer. Um, yeah, it's like this really special thing. Um, and then when I became a student pastor and, you know, you sit up, you know, by the altar and there's no one really by you, it's almost like a lonely feeling doing leading the Lord's prayer because there's no one around you. Right. Um, but I remember when my wife and I started dating, I had, we were attending Christ Church in Denver. And the first time I had taken her to church, when the Lord's Prayer started, I grabbed her hand and I think she didn't know. <laughs> um, and then every Sunday after that, I kept doing that. And so then it, then it got to the point where she would grab my hand, where it was like, 
so I created this learned behavior for our relationship then too, um, which is really fun. But so I'd say that's my first like connection with the Lord's prayer. Even as a kid, I don't know that I really knew what I was praying, but I knew um, that that part of prayer and, and faith um, had to do it with community. And I, you know, that was just a learned behavior that, that my grandparents taught me. I love that so much. Yes. <laughs> For so many different yes. reasons, right? Because <laughs> um, that's, that's really not something we've talked about yet in this series. We've, we've had a few folks come on and, and they've talked about their, grand, their grandparents, right? And, and how, how they prayed it and, and passed that down to them. But that, that tangible, very intimate of holding hands, right? Of just being together in this moment. Oh my gosh. It's beautiful. I love that mm-hmm. so much. And then, then the fact that she passed that down to Colleen, right? Whether she, she wanted it or not, she got it. Right. <laughs> yeah. <You're right. laughs> but what a beautiful, uh, what a beautiful way to practice and just be present in that prayer. Uh, and then, yeah, it, that, that reality that sometimes it, it can be lonely when we don't have that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that story. Thank you. Um, gosh. I'm just going to sit with that. That warmed my heart. Yeah. Like it, it, so like one of the things that I've inherited uh, here at Castle Rock in the uh, modern service is that they, the benediction, they get together and hold hands. And so um, I've tried to find some creative way to kind of incorporate something that we can do communally as we're holding hands. And it's not just me saying, all right, go out and be blessed. You know, something like, you know, whatever comes to my mind for my benediction, because I'm not one to write a benediction. Um, and so, you know, that that's not a bad practice for a congregation to have that connection. And I know like with COVID and stuff, we've got to, you know, people are a little bit hesitant, but make space for those that, you know, if you feel comfortable, you know, grab the person next to you and let us, let us pray this prayer that is a part of us. And, and so, you know, Angie, as you, as you think about like this prayer as, as you ha- definitely have a special connection with it, um, as you have grown in your faith, how has that shaped your understanding of the Lord's prayer? Yeah, that, um, that's a great question. So, you know, like theologically, as I think about the Lord's prayer, it's a prayer that, you know, Jesus taught us it's in our scriptures. Right. Um, and perhaps it was a way, um, honestly, like I can't get away from the Lord's prayer, meaning community and that it came from Jesus. It's part of Jesus's teachings. Um, why else would he say, pray like this? Um, if it weren't for all of the community of believers to believe and do the same thing at the same time. Right. Um, so that connection with community, but then also that, that physical touch for me, that community piece, just reminding us that, um, you know, this is one way that we can remember that we're all, um, a part of God. Um, no matter, even if I think a lot of people, um, especially myself space out during the Lord's prayer, because we know it so well. Mm -hmm. And there are times that, um, I have to actually look at my script. Like I make sure that I have the Lord's prayer up front when I'm leading church because I will space out and then I'll forget where we're at. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then I don't want to fumble because I have a microphone on. Right. Um, So it's almost like that muscle memory of, you know, I always think of, I was a theater major and I always think about like um, the phrase, fake it until you make it. 
And something like that in your faith life that you can just repeat and, you know, it's, it's almost written in your heart, um, kind of grounds you and brings you back to like remembering why you believe, right? I don't know. That's kind of where I go with that question thinking in that way. No, that's, I, I can remember when I started working in the church, um, as just a youth director, uh, and being in the sanctuary and just spending time in, in spaces, uh, where the, just seeing the pulpits, right. And in my home church, it was, you know, like a two inch by two inch little, uh, printed out, cut out piece of paper that was taped to the pulpit. And I can remember thinking, what are you, what are you doing? You can't remember the Lord's prayer. And now that I do it every Sunday, I'm like, oh, it's not about remembering it. It's about not thinking about what's next. Yep. <laughs> Cause I I'm, I'm with you. I do that all the time of, all right, we're at the Lord's prayer. Uh, we're heading in the offering, you know, what do I need to say there? And, uh, where am I at? <laughs> right. <laughs> what do we do? Um, and, and there's something so intentional about slowing down, reminding ourselves to be present, uh, in the midst of the business of life. And, and each Sunday I get that big old two before to the side of the head of, Hey, slow down, right? <laughs> Just be in this moment. Um, pray with your congregation, this prayer, right? Because it is such a communal thing. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know that I've, I'd be hard pressed to remember a time in my life where I just prayed the Lord's prayer by myself, um, in a, in a present way. Right. Uh, and not just going through it as fast as I can just, to just to move on. Right. Um, but, but when I'm in community, when I'm with the congregation, whether I'm leading in it or just present, uh, saying it with, uh, with everyone uh, intentional about slowing down, mm-hmm. uh, and just being present in those words. It's almost like the prayer, like with the, the rhythm and the cadence of it, um, it's meant to be prayed together. Right. Mm-hmm. It's not meant to be alone. And yeah. I think that is a really great um, symbol for our faith lives is this prayer that Jesus taught us. He didn't teach it to us so that we could pray it by ourselves. It was a teaching moment in that um, you should pray with a community of believers. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. And, you know, thinking about that one of the things that I did a few years ago was ask the congregation that every day set an alarm at noon and let's pray the Lord's prayer together. We did that for a sermon series and I can't remember what sermon series it was, but we were doing it together. And I remember being in the office one day at noon and literally there were four little old women in there and they like stopped and like, all right, everybody grab hands and let's pray the Lord's prayer. Like the pastor told us we had to at noon. And it just like, uh, one, it's just always great that like people are listening to actually what I said on Sunday, but then like the other was, is just like praying it then out of the context of what we were used to doing. There was something powerful in that, that like, to me, it's something that those times, and I, I've said this probably, it seems like I say this every week that we've been talking about this. It's been a prayer for me that if I have nothing to say, it is the prayer I lead into. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and even if it's like, you know, I've been in hospital visitations where the, the situation was a rough situation and I just didn't have the words. And the only thing is like, Hey, can we pray the Lord's prayer together? And it, and there's just something about that. I love how you, you brought in the communal aspect of that. That's something we really haven't talked about that, how it does lead us into a sense of community, uh, together. Um, and I think that that's a powerful way of, uh, conceptualizing it. And, and, 
And, you know, hopefully as people are listening to this, that they can take that in and maybe we can stop saying it in the monotone, like death march that we make it in worship. (laughs) And actually, you know, like I try to, when I lead, and if I'm leading that part of worship, I always say, hey, let's pray this prayer together and try to be intentional about it. Uh, Because to me, it is a powerful, uh, it is a very powerful prayer. Yeah. Well, now I feel like I need to have my congregation hold hands during the prayer now. <laughs> well, what, a, what a beautiful thing to teach them and pass them on, right? Something that's that's yours, right? Yeah. It right. comes from, from deep within your lived experience of, I want to give this to you. And if you take it, great. If not, whatever. But um, that's a wonderful thing to share in. Yeah, for sure. And then when the... Uh pastor that follows you is cursing you for starting this tradition when they said, oh, we've done it all, you know, forever. It's been forever. And it may be only be, you know, not so long. Uh, you'll, you'll just smile and be like, yeah, I did that. Well, right. <laughs> oh gosh. I love it. Well, Angie, what else, what else do you have? Do you have any, any, anything else you want to, imp- any more wisdom you'd like to impart to on, on us? Um, you know, one thing that I incorporated from one of my colleagues that I served with um, before I came to Applewood. Uh, We talked about prayer in our new members class and just use the Lord's prayer as a perfect example, because sometimes when you sit down and talk with people about their prayer life, um, it's pretty non-existent. Uh, And, and a lot of that is they don't know how to pray, you know, and they almost are like, well, the prayers I hear in church on Sunday are so beautifully written and I just don't have those words or whatever. And, you know, they don't know that we spend hours going over the words that we're going to say, you know, during worship. Um, So talking with folks um, about their prayer life, I always find that so interesting that a lot of people just are like, you know, I don't really pray outside of Sunday or whatever. And so using the Lord's prayer just as a teaching moment um, is super helpful. And to really break down, you know, because it's kind of old language, right? To break it down and to say, you know, this first part is like, um, you know, asking, you know, well, praising God, asking God for something, Um, you know, there's supplication, there's all these things within that prayer. Uh, that you can tell people like, so talk about, you know, thank God for the beautiful day or whatever you want to be thankful for. Um, Do your asking, you know, ask for your forgiveness for whatever you have done. um, And then, you know, thank God again. And that's a perfect example of um, how to do a prayer if you're lost. So Mm -hmm. I don't have the exact words, but it's something about, do you guys remember how that prayer is laid out? Um, yeah, it's, uh, oh gosh, now it's gone, but yeah, no, you're, you're absolutely right. It's, it's kind of three sections where you're, you're thankful for the day and the blessings that you have, um, it lends into provide the things that I need and then into people, uh, and then into uh, forgiveness. Yep. Forgiveness. And, uh, and then on into let your will be done. Yep. Um, and so, and, and yeah, very much being a part of all of that, you know, I'm starting here with me moving into people and the relationships we have with one another, and then this relationship we have with God. 
uh, yeah, no, it, I think that's awesome. In in asking, I mean, John Wesley asked that question, right? Do you enjoy your prayer time? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's one of my least favorite questions out of <laughs> his list of 21 he asked people because right. often my answer is no, I don't enjoy it. <laughs> it's right. not fun. Uh, yeah. But that's so telling when we're honest in that of like, no, I don't pray outside of Sundays because of, of this, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's such a beautiful teaching moment to say, yeah, you don't have to be perfect. Uh, yeah, we pour hours and hours and hours into the fullness of the service and and we're immersed in it. And so that's what comes out, right? Um, but it's not about that. It just, you know, anytime I've had uh, asked lay people, hey, can you do the opening prayer? Can you lead in this part? Can you write me something? No, you, you just do you, right? Like yeah. I'll, I'll help you, but whatever comes out of you, that's great. <laughs> it will right. be perfect for the moment. Uh, and, and just reminding, we got to start somewhere, right? And it may, we may feel weird about it or that it's not perfect or as pretty as so-and-so's prayer last week, but who cares? We prayed what we prayed at what we needed to pray in the moment. And that's, uh, helps us with that connection. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and reminds us that, you know, prayer doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be beautiful. It just has to be it just has to be right. Just on honest and authentic and who we are. And with the Lord's prayer, I think it teaches us how to do that. Well, I think that that's why, like at the very beginning of the scripture, like if you look at the section of scripture that in Matthew, not necessarily Luke, but in Matthew, the disciples are yearning to learn how to pray. They want to pray like Jesus. Mm-hmm. And Jesus is like, Hey, let me show you a way of doing this. And, and, <clears throat> you know, I, for the longest time, I would always say, now let us say this prayer. And I remember being in McFarland, uh, you know, about nine years ago now, and the senior pastor was like, Matt, you got to stop saying that. And I was like, why? Like, it's what I've said for years. You know, I, it was a part of who I was. It's like, we're not asking him to say it. We're asking him to pray it. And ever since that moment, I remember like, that's just been something for me taking this prayer seriously has kind of amped up a little bit more because that whole act of of saying it, it's not an affirmation of faith that we would say it is truly a prayer. And, and, you know, for me, prayer is that honest, open conversation with God. It's not just a, it's not just a set litany of things that I have to say. It's having true, honest and open conversation. And, and, and when I'm doing those prayers, I try to pray, be prayerful about it. And I'm not just reading something off a script. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I I think that that's key that we, um, not only as church leaders, all three of us clergy people, but those that may be listening that are lay people that have a part in worship that are asked to pray by their pastor, to have that permission to pray earnestly, uh, to pray what's on their heart, to pray the words that you feel on your heart. And, And then if you don't have the words, Hey, we'll find a prayer for you that will work with the service. But like, I don't think we give enough space for that. And, and, and I think about how one of the things that in our family, uh, for family gatherings, of course, as the pastor, I'm always asked to pray. Well, I would put my foot down and say, oh, you know, I get paid to do this. I'm not doing this. This is not my thing. I'm not the family pastor. And, uh, you know, one of the things that started happening was my little nieces and nephews who were attending my church at the time, they wanted to pray. And they would, I mean, the prayers were beautiful. Uh, They were cute. They were, you know, uh, one was even the, uh, they mimicked the prayer from National Lampoon's Christmas vacation, you know, (laughs) uh, because that's what they wanted to do. And so, you know, like, I I think, especially with this prayer in mind, 
we don't give enough space for people to pray this prayer. And we're just like, here's the litany. Let's go. Right. I love it. Let's hold hands. Let's, let's join in the prayer together. I, I, I think that's such a beautiful thing in just the little ways that we bring community to a communal prayer. Um, gosh, I appreciate you bringing that to our attention. Truly, yeah. truly warms my heart. We're, we're a silly Wesleyan podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for being our Mar- Martin Bowler today. Uh, that's right. <laughs> reminding us that, that preach faith until we have it. And then when we have it, preach faith. You're yep. right. <laughs> I love so, it. so Angie, we, we thank you for being on and giving your time today. Uh, you know, uh, encourage you. You can always come back anytime you want to. Uh, you know, it's been a pleasure and uh, it's always good to see you. Uh, I need to just get up the road to see you uh, in person uh, now that Same. we actually share space. <laughs> um, and so, uh, Zach, do you have anything else before we close? No, I just love having you on and yes. getting to see your face. Thanks for yes. having me course. So uh, for the Bearded Theologians, uh, I'm Matt Franks. I'm Zach Bechtold. Thanks for checking us out. I want you to subscribe and like this video and put that thumbs, push that thumbs up. Thank you for listening to the Bearded Theologians podcast. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share on all social media outlets. You can check out old episodes and more information at beardedtheologians.com. Thanks for checking us out.